Happy quarantine, everyone. Good, good, you're getting it. Um, just trying to help you out a little bit with, uh, you know, the things that you need. So here's some social distancing pickup lines uh, I found. Um, yeah, baby, I'm checking you out. The library's closed. Oh, baby, you need toilet paper? Because I could be your Prince Charming. Hey, gorgeous, can I ship you a drink? How about, you know, you can't spell quarantine without you are a QT. Come on. Baby, it's COVID-19 outside. I, I don't know. Right about now is where um, the pastors that I know really have to start digging in. I think every pastor has to start digging in. Because in a crisis, there's this point when you have to start moving past the what to the why. And it's one of the hardest parts of this job. In a crisis situation, we start by dealing with the what. You know, what, what, what do we need to do? What do I need to do to work from home? What am I going to do about money? Um, you know, what am I going to do with the kids at home all day when baby it's cold outside? What am I going to do about God and what I think about God, right? And, and humanity is resilient. We can usually respond in a crisis in, uh, in, in pretty well for a while. And then reality sets in. And, and that's where we're at, because this crisis that wasn't that bad is now really that bad. And this shelter at home that was April 7th is now April 30th. And maybe that's even a pipe dream. And let's just be honest. So at some point, we start to move to the why. And that's when everybody turns and looks at me. People of faith are struggling to figure out why a loving God would allow this to happen. People without faith are looking at us and going, you know, what do you guys believe in? And you're crazy. And how do we how do we deal with this? And everybody turns and looks at me. I mean, that that's what that's what that's okay. I'm I'm gonna own it. And and the other thing is, for crying out loud, right now is Palm Sunday weekend. Those of you who grew up waving palm branches at church as kids and singing Hosanna songs. That seems like a different life now, doesn't it? Like a dream world. If Jesus rode into town today, we'd all have <laughs> we'd all have to pull up in our cars, wouldn't we? <laughs> Roll our windows down just a little bit, you know, to observe social distancing. And what would we throw? Toilet paper? It seems appropriate. It seems weird now, but appropriate. Maybe next Palm Sunday, we're just going to have a big toilet paper Sunday. You know, I don't know. Throw it at each other. It'll be good to be back. It does make me wonder if instances of, you know, teenagers TPing houses has gone down, hopefully. And disappointing for me because this was going to be mass baptism weekend. Um, hundreds of you would have come and celebrated new birth together. And instead, uh, I mean, you can do it yourself. That's cool. All we could come up with was this. Uh, I posted this online, you know, the dunk tank. Um, of course, if it's Palm Sunday weekend, what does that mean? That means next weekend is Easter. So for the first time in 2,000 years, uh, really, the church will not get to celebrate the resurrection together physically in any way. And man, that's hard. I wish I could tell you the links that we've gone to over the years to have Easter services. I mean, in the early days, we added services and, and then we started doing special things like dramas and, you know, special numbers and stuff that happened. And then finally, we hit on the idea of renting Giorgio's Banquet Hall where we could get 1,500 people in. And, and that was our answer for a little while. 
um, and, and then with two services and three services. And then we relocated to our Orland building, our first building. And we grew so fast that we couldn't even have our first Easter service in our Easter building. We had to go back in our building because we had to go back and, and rent Giorgio's again. Finally, in 06, we get a 2,000-seat auditorium in Orland and we... Um, added services and added services and added services and added campuses and you know for those of you who are who only know us online um, we really usually start Easter we were gonna start Easter on Thursday because we have to do so many services we were gonna do 23 Easter services in three different campuses plus all the online stuff this year it's amazing because we'll have more people and we're gonna have tens of thousands of services but we won't be together. So my question is, are you going to wear your matching hats and gloves? You know, the white gloves. Are you going to have matching dresses and ties? My mom used to do that. You could still. Are you going to dye Easter eggs? Have you thought about that? And hide them inside your house? Um, Denise and I will be the only ones at our house. So um, I don't know. But the great thing is we're so old and forgetful. We can hide them on the same place and, you know, Go back to the same spot over and never remember. Here's an Easter basket idea for you, though, if you need it. Um, a little hand sanitizer, some Clorox wipes. <sighs> I know. You're like, ha-ha, PT, that's funny, but I'm over it. Tell me why. Here's the thing you need to know. All sickness comes from sin, and all healing comes from God. Okay. Here's the story. I'm going to go back to Moses. He introduced us to Yahweh a couple of weeks ago, right? First one to ask God to see some ID. And then in today's passage in Exodus 15, we find a descriptor of God, the God who heals. And this is where we need to unpack today. Right after uh, Moses leads the children of Israel across the Red Sea, they're three days out into the desert and they find some water, but it's bad water and they're thirsty Moses led the, led the Israelites from the Red Sea, and they went into the desert of Shur. For three days, they traveled to the desert without finding water. When they came to Marah, they could not drink its water because it was bitter. So the people grumbled against Moses, saying, What are we to drink? And Moses cried out to the Lord. He cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a piece of wood, and he threw it into the water, and the water became sweet. And God said, for I am the Lord who heals you. I am Yahweh Rapha. Now, I doubt that there's a wood-based vaccine um, or a cure for COVID-19. This is a demonstration of God's power through Moses. I am the Lord who heals you, Yahweh Rapha. But unpack this with me for a second. All sickness comes from sin, all right? Like, let's just admit, right now, little Debbie's becoming Big Deborah, sitting around the house all day, right? Um, that's, that's about right. A physical healing has to begin with an honest evaluation of our choices in this. Am I obeying God? Some sickness is brought on by ourselves. But sometimes, and I say more often, sickness just happens because we live in a bad world. We live in a world that is not um, the way that it's supposed to be. God created the garden to be perfect, but Adam and Eve brought sin in, and now the world is cursed. And the world was not supposed to be like this. There was not supposed to be virus in our world. My friend Rick actually talked about 
watching television one day and uh, about the a major earthquake that had happened in Mexico City and thousands of people were without homes and lives have been lost and he, he was watching the footage and he noticed down at the bottom it said courtesy SIN Spanish International Network but he thought wow oh, that's exactly right it's sin sin and disobedience that brought all of this junk into the world and listen, I don't believe much of my sickness in my life has come from bad choices that I've made. Most of the broken bones, maybe, yes, but not many of the diseases. We just live in a bad, broken world. That's all there is to it. I don't want to jump in with the Christians who are calling this some kind of a plague from God. It could be. I, I don't know. But I really think it's just an unfortunate situation in nature and that nature is broken and is broken by sin. So either way you look at it, you come to the same conclusion. It's all from sin. But listen, before we go too far down this path, let's not just do physical healing as we talk about Jehovah Rapha, Yahweh Rapha. The waters of Mara were bitter. Mara was the word that meant bitter. You remember we talked about in Anxious for Nothing about that, that verse from Hebrews about how our bitterness can keep us from the grace of God? There are some things going on in our lives, and we need to watch the mental side. Even if we don't get the disease, we need to watch the mental side in this part of our crisis. The Hebrew word for Mara was used in Genesis for family turmoil. We're probably all dealing with that, cooped up in the house. In 1 Samuel for impending death for exploitation in Esther in 1 Samuel Mara was discontentment in Job it was personal suffering and hardship in Jeremiah it was grief some of you are going through all of those things the story of Ruth she's lost her husband and two of her sons and she says I just want you to change my name to Mara to bitter most of us know what it's like to be hurt to 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 need Yahweh Rapha in our life so no matter how it happened or what it is we got to know that God is the God who heals. That as the psalmist said, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. All sickness comes from sin and all healing comes from God. The Israelites, they're so like us, right? God has just done the biggest miracle ever, part of the Red Sea. They get through on the other side. They have this big praise service. Listen to this. Moses and the Israelites sang this song. This is just a few verses before they're grumbling. I will sing this song to the Lord, for he is highly exalted. The Lord is my strength and my song. He's become my salvation. He is my God, and I will praise him. My Father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. What a great praise time they had together. Three days later, they're in the desert, and they're whining. Oh, this water doesn't taste good. I miss the reverse osmosis water I used to steal from my slave master in Egypt. I mean, guys, do you ever think about all the times that God prevents sickness in our world? With all the germs and all the disease that we've allowed into our world, it's amazing that tens of thousands of us were able to get out of bed this weekend and turn on this service. Well, maybe you're not out of bed, but, but you get my point. It's amazing. And by the way, did you hear that shirt sales are up? I'm not making this up. Shirt sales are up and pants sales are down. Uh, you don't even know if I've got pants on, right? Thank you for working from home, Zoom. That's how it's going to work. So what do we do if we need healing? What should we do if we're in need of healing? 
Let me give you a few things, okay? Number one, that you come to Jesus with your need first. Don't go to the internet, go to Jesus first. Moses prayed. There was no government to bail him out anyway, but he didn't have a lot of choice, but this is important. Let me remind you what we talked about as we talked about focused prayer in Anxious for Nothing series in the fall. Paul wrote, be anxious for nothing, but in what? In everything, no matter what you're facing, with prayer and supplication or petition, whichever your Bible says, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Let me show you this bullseye thing again from week two of Anxious for Nothing. We talked about prayer is, God, I know that you can help. I admit that you're there. Petition is, I'm asking you to help. That's the next level in. But request is, I'm specifically asking you for this. So God, I'm coming to you for help today. Well, what do I say? Don't, don't worry about what to say. Moses cried out. I love that. That's all you need to do, really. Romans 8 says the Holy Spirit will help you to understand the things that you need to say. And hey, guys, we want to help you too. The very beginning of our website, the very front page of our website has a I need help button on it. We have pastors that want to pray with you. We have people that want to help you. Please let us help you. Share online with your online campus that you're on right now with the pastors some stuff that's going on in your life. Number two, do what God asks. I mean, God asked Moses to throw some wood in. That's kind of weird, right? And you have to live under God's authority without compromise when you're in these crisis situations. And sometimes God asks us to do different things, okay? So how do we balance the faith issue uh, during COVID-19? That's the question. Because there are still some pastors out there who are denying the virus, right? Claiming healing powers over the virus, and that's making us all look really stupid. Okay? And let me say it this way. If you are one of those people who think that your faith ought to cause you to just be able to, to be careless in the midst of the virus, go back and look at how God set up rules for leprosy in the Bible. Okay, Same God, right? Guess what? Original social distancing, this is where we get the idea, had to do with leprosy because it was highly contagious. So stay home. And maybe have a conversation with someone in the healthcare industry or a first responder and ask them if they think you ought to stay inside. Why would some Christians say that we just need to have faith and shouldn't worry about the virus? It's crazy. And what about everything else that's going on? You want to pray, oh God, fix my marriage, but I'm not going to apologize. I'm not getting counseling. He's the one that needs to change. She's the one that needs to change. I mean, guys, we got to do what God asks. Fix my health, but we don't, won't do the right things to do it. We won't live the right way. I want to fix me on my terms. No, no, that's not how it works. A woman walked up to a little old man rocking in a chair on the porch, and she said, excuse me, I just couldn't help noticing how happy you look. What's your secret for a long, healthy life? He said, I don't know. I smoke three packs of cigarettes a day. I drink a case of whiskey a week. I eat fatty foods, and I never exercise. She said, that's amazing. How old are you? He said, 26. Listen, if you want healing, start with what God has already showed you. What he has already told you about how to live your life as a healthy person. He uses the doctors and the scientists. He told us to obey the government. For God is the one who put it there. 
Well, where else do you need healing? What do you already know that God wants to tell you about that area? How about if we just do it? God probably didn't tell you to throw some wood at it, but he's probably got some great instruction in his word about the things that we need healing for. How about we shut off Tiger King for just a little bit and work on that issue? Number three, I'm going to trust him that he's going to answer in the very best way. All sickness comes from sin, but all healing comes from God. And God's name is I am. And who are we? I am not. Physical healing comes at God's discretion. He is sovereign. He can decide what he wants to do and what he doesn't want to do. That's the way that it's going to work. But we know that in all things, God will work for the good of those who love him and have been called according to his purpose. God is I am and I am not. So I have to let him drive. I have to let him steer my raft down the river. He's got to be in control and I'm going to trust him. Number four, I'm going to embrace the suck. <laughs> some of you are like, <clears throat> what? And some of you are ex-military and CrossFitters and you know exactly what this is. I think this is really important. When we're faced with the extremely difficult or unpleasant things in our world, this came from Navy SEALs, they will sometimes talk to each other and say, come on, we got to embrace the suck. This is not good, but we're going to encourage each other. We're going to accept that this does not work out well, that's unpleasant, that we have not made the forward progress that we're going to, and we're going to help each other. That's what we're going to do. That's a great phrase. We're going to embrace the suck. This is what, honestly, I love about Jesus and how he called his followers. He didn't sugarcoat the difficult situations. When he had a friend die, he went over and he grieved with his loved ones and he wept, right? He didn't just pat everyone on the head and say, oh, come on, you guys, he's going to be better off in heaven. Turn that frown into a smile. He didn't do that. No, he wept with them. He embraced the suck in the painful situation and he brought hope and he brought healing. And since we are followers of Jesus Christ, I think we should be doing the same thing. We should recognize the challenges that are going on right now. And everybody's feeling the impact of this in our world right now. And some of us have lost friends and family members already, and some are going to. And some have family members that are working in jobs where they're exposed to the dangers of contracting the virus and trying to figure out whether they should even come home. And some have lost jobs and are anticipating job loss. And some are feeling more isolated than they did even before all of this happened. And some are thinking about sleeping in the backyard because they can't deal with their family. They've had enough family bonding. So what does it look like for us to embrace the suck, to embrace those difficult realities and at the same time bring healing and hope? And we've got an idea for you. Um, also on the front of our webpage, as of this weekend, we have another button that you can click that says, I want to give help. I want to give help. I mean, if you need help, we want to help you. But there's a bunch of us sitting around thinking, I, I, want, to, I want to give help. And we're going to give you all kinds of ideas. What if we embrace the suck and we have this attitude that, yeah, this stinks, but I'm not just going to sit back and do nothing. I'm, I'm going to pick up the phone and I'm going to call one or two people every day and just talk to them. Do you know that Verizon has said that their call volume right now is the same as Mother's Day every day? 
okay? It's like Mother's Day every day because we're all on the phone. And sure, some of that's work stuff, but this is okay. Let's get on the phone and call somebody. Put somebody on your prayer list. Write two or three notes of encouragement every week to friends and family and first responders and your, your kid's teacher. Look out for your elderly neighbors. Go get them groceries and prescriptions. Donate blood. There's a shortage right now. There's a desperate need. You know that. Contact your local food pantry. We will help you if you click on, I want to give help. We will help you with all of these ideas. And I would encourage you, as you go do it, put it on social media. Don't brag about it, but put it on social media and put hashtag be the healing. Because that's what we need to do. We need to be the healing. Because there's a lot of stuff we can't change right now. So we just have to, in the middle of this bad situation, bring the healing to other people. And lastly, don't forget about the wood. Here's the deal. All physical healing is temporary in nature. Everyone that Jesus healed, even the ones he raised from the dead, still died, right? You don't see Lazarus wa walking around here, do you? I mean, don't you think I'd do an interview weekend with them or something? It's, an, it's not God's will that our current bodies live on forever because we're going to have new resurrected bodies in a place without pain, death, sorrow, or virus. And that's the truth. I don't want to live in this body forever. I'm going to eat bread in heaven, baby. Scripture tells us that our flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God and our outer shells will decay one way or the other. Here's what Paul says. He says, <clears throat> he says, therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away. Inwardly, we are being renewed day by day. Understand that Jehovah Rapha can heal our diseased bodies, but that healing is temporary. And, and, and sometimes it's God's will to find his grace in your weakness. Jesus didn't come to bring temporary healing. He didn't. It says, for the Son of Man came to seek and save that which was lost. There was a parallel, paralyzed guy one time that was lowered down through the roof. And what did Jesus say to him? He said, your sins are forgiven. And then he said, but just so that everybody else will understand, uh, I'll heal your body. The important thing was that his sins were forgiven. Do you see that? Jehovah Rapha, Yahweh Rapha, the God who heals us, sent his son to heal us. But the physical healing was just a sign to point to the spiritual healing. Let's go back to the text. Then Moses cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a piece of wood, and he threw it in the water, and the water became sweet. Don't you think there's some symbolism in our healing today. Don't you think that? I mean, if our world is broken by sin, if all sickness comes from sin, then all healing comes from God. And it took place with a little bit of wood. Perhaps the shape of the cross. That's what I mean. Surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds, we are healed. Just a little bit of wood. Let me encourage you to do something with your family this week as we enter in the Holy Week. This is just what I did. I went out and found a couple of pieces of wood that I had out beside the house. 
and I put a screw in there and I made myself a little cross, okay? Nothing fancy. Please don't go to the hardware store and spread virus, you know. Just find a cross in your house or make one out of something. Do something with your kids and make it. And I want to encourage you to put it in your in, in, on your dining room table. Put it on your family room table so that you can be there in your kitchen, wherever it is. And, and every time you get together to eat, you remember the wood, okay? I, I want to encourage you to remember the wood because this is where the healing comes comes from. This is what Jehovah Yahweh Rapha means, the God who heals. And on Friday, Jesus will go into the tomb, but on Sunday, he will come out again victorious. And so will we, no matter what happens throughout this. So listen to this song again, and don't forget about the wood. That's why he's the way maker. Let's pray. Father God, I just want to ask that you'd be with us as we come back before you again. Every week we come together, sheltered in our homes, um, a little bit more nervous about the future, and we need good news. And the good news today is that everyone who believes in Jesus will not perish but have everlasting life. And that's the good news of this week. And I just want to pray that we will find healing during this week. And it's in your precious name that we pray. Amen.